Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right, welcome to today's episode of Your Daily Scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer, Ryan Ripley. With me is professional scrum trainer, Todd Miller. This is the show where we address your questions about scrum. We help you get a little better. We wanna level you and your teams up so that you can go forth and do great things with the scrum framework. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Still under these snow conditions. Still snowing. It's like mm -hmm. Groundhog's Day, right? Mm -hmm. Great movie, by the way. Great movie. I think I've already mentioned that before on this show. Movie with Bill Murray, Groundhog Day. It is, classic. It is a classic. Yeah. Todd, we have another viewer question. should check this one out. We do. So somebody had mentioned and asked, what are the pros and cons of capacity-based sprint planning versus velocity-based sprint planning. Todd, can you kind of give some background on this? I, some of these terms I'm familiar with, but it's it's been a long time since I read a particular book that I think this is based on. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be based on Agile Estimating and Forecasting by Mike Cohn. And I think in there, just so uh, the, please don't hold me to that book reference. I, I, I'm just pulling that out of my head. Uh, but I know that there were, um, back in the day, there were two different schools of thought for how you sprint plan. One is by capacity meaning you put hours and tasks and you plan based off of hours and tasks. And the other one was off of velocity, which you, you plan based off of um, oftentimes the story points of uh, you, you had finished in previous sprints, right? So whatever the average was 30 story points, that's what you bring into the sprint. So velocity versus capacity sprint planning. Um, and this person's kind of asking the pros and cons of, of choosing one or the other. Yeah. I, you know what? For me, it, Todd, this is a weird question because I think velocity and capacity are the same thing. Yeah. And so people get really up in arms about that. No, velocity is so much different. And look, send two developers on vacation for a sprint and tell me what happens to your velocity. Yeah. All right. And so I think this capacity versus velocity. Now, if people are asking, should we do hours and stuff on tasks? My answer is no. Like, leave the devs alone. Let them plan their own work. Um, so if that's kind of the debate, then my answer would be capacity is silly. Velocity is less silly, but still silly. 
um, we've kind of moved into the flow metrics forecasting space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's worth I think it's really worth reading, uh, reading up on that. Uh, we can't be bigger proponents of Dan Picante's book, When Will It Be Done? Yeah. Uh, I think the alternatives here uh, help to curb some of the bad behavior that some of these metrics have caused in organizations. <clears throat> yeah. um, but the reality is a lot of people are still using velocity and capacity. Yeah. I, and let's just let's mash that together. Let's just say velocity. Re mm -hmm. Look, this is really just velocity planning and it's fine. It, it's got two really good uses. It can help a scrum team figure out what could possibly fit in a sprint, and it can help a product owner perhaps uh, forecast out uh, some work, right? But other than that, you don't compare teams. You don't try to increase velocity. You don't try to improve velocity. Velocity is not the point. Delivering value is the point. And so if we stay away from some of these weird uses of velocity, it's probably all right to still use it. But just keep in mind, it's only really half the picture. It doesn't yeah. cover anything of value, right? Well, and you know, this has me thinking and poking holes in all of this. If that's exclusively what we're planning on, either velocity or the hours, whatever you want to, if that's all we're planning on, what happens if you change your definition of done in the retrospective? Yeah. What happens if you are committed to improving something that's going to substantially change the way that your team works? Is that, isn't that crazy to use capacity or velocity then? Oh, I think it would be. Right. So th then I would say that if we're strictly using capacity or velocity, then we are in effect as inputs into sprint planning. That's all we're planning based. We are in effect limiting our team's ability to improve. Oh, absolutely. But we, we've thought that for years. And we, yeah. we covered <laughs> yeah. some of this in the book where, you know, we've really the flow metrics, I think, tell us a lot about our processes, our practices, our value. I, yeah, I just, I don't, uh, velocity is fine. Yeah. You have options. Uh, capacity, if that's ours, let's get away from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think our overall, um, I think the, the key point to this is, is that they're, they, um, they're, they're okay considerations, but they, they're not alone, right? You must consider uh, your definition of done, what retrospective items uh, what's happening in the product backlog, right? Uh, these are all factors that go as to inputs into sprint planning. Don't just hitch yourself to one of these wagons. You know, Todd, if people spend as much time arguing over estimates, you know, if they would spend as much time uh, collaborating with customers and stakeholders as they do arguing these topics, I think we'd have a lot uh, better products out in the market. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But good luck. It's a great question. You know, yeah. we, we want teams planning well. Velocity is certainly one way to go. Uh, we think you have options. Check out When Will It Be Done by Dan Vacanti. We think that's a great option as well. Uh, yeah. But whatever you choose, make sure that you're aligned with your stakeholders and that you're putting value out there into the world and that the impediments are removed and that the teams are healthy, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Great question. We appreciate it. If you have a question for us, leave it in the comments below. Uh, as you can see from the recent videos, we are catching up on the backlog of questions. Hey, if you put it in the comments, we're probably going to answer it, right? Yeah, we've been talking. We're going to try to make the, that backlog transparent at some point because um, it is growing. And we're trying to order it by 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 uh, the questions that you're asking. But then we'd be kind of remiss and not eating our own dog food if we did that. So the questions that we're kind of ordering it by are the questions that we commonly get answered or are asked. So uh yeah. So maybe in the future, we'll think about a way that we can do that. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking out today's edition of Your Daily Scrum. Hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the like. Smash those buttons, right, Todd?
Smash them. Smash them. You know it. Check out the socials. Uh, and yeah, thanks for being here. We're yep. glad you're uh, getting something out of this. Leave us your comments. We love reading them. We'll uh, try to address any question that comes in. And uh, guess what? We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.